Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. I'm super excited to be talking to Grayson Bellion. I haven't talked to Grayson in like a year. <laughs> it's been a while. Been a long time. Darn pandemic. <laughs> so I'm really excited because we have our beach retreat in August. We will be able to see everyone again in person, which is very exciting. Yes. To a little beach breeze happening. <laughs> Okay. So how have you been, Grayson? It seems like you took some time during the pandemic to do a home remodel. I noticed this on Facebook. Yes. I decided to do a home reno. I would not recommend it. I'm just, <laughs> uh, you know, lumber prices. Yeah. No, it was, it was good. It took five months, took a long time, uh, but it turned out great. So my wife is super happy. We probably should sell the house now and move. It's usually how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. I like your fancy slide out spice racks that I saw. Kind of- oh yeah. That was uh, that was my mother. My mom was my interior designer because that's what she does for a living. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So she uh, came up with that and my wife was like, yes, please. <laughs> and my sister-in-law now also has those new spice racks because they were doing their kitchen at the same time. <laughs> you started a trend, Grayson. Yeah. So it's, uh, I didn't. She's been apparently doing <laughs> that for years. I was like, I never even knew these were a thing, but they are my favorite. Okay. So flash forward to 2021. Is that where we're at now? Um, so what kind of stuff do you guys do with iMark Interactive at this point? Like what, what have you, like what kind of services have you started doing and that sort of thing? Uh, so we're still doing our base um, monthly support services. So people that need help with keeping their site secure, updated, uh, need tweaks and stuff like that. But we're doing a lot of theme changes, mm-hmm. um, a lot of site speed, uh, plug in audits, and uh, still like quick fixes, things that take like 30 minutes or less uh, to fix stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we plan on doing some site audits again. We haven't done that in a while, but we're working on a new system to do uh, some in-depth site audits. So that's coming up soon. Uh, but then we also have our free WordPress course, our site speed course that we launched. Yes, and then, site speed. Uh, I just started that last week. Yeah. And then a CSS course uh, that's been around, but that's for people that want to learn how to get a little bit more in depth and yes. customization of their site. So and I have that one too. Um, and I've dabbled in it. Yeah. But. It's, it's, it's not for everyone. It's just for people that uh, like to, yeah. to learn a little bit about how styling works. Yeah. So CSS is like how it looks on the outside, right? Yes. It is like the paint of your house. Okay. Got it. Um, and I'm really glad that I have your services because I have, a subscription for both Kim Anderson Consulting and Thrifty Little Mom. And a few weeks ago, I remember you were like, hey, yo, <laughs> on email, like somebody keeps hacking your site. And I had no idea, but because you guys were like keeping things secure, like you guys were taking care of it. And I didn't even know until you said something about it. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing. We're like, um, we call we consider ourselves blog insurance. You might yeah. not hear from us, but we're still doing something back exactly. there. Like, um, you know, like 
typically if someone was trying to hack, we usually block them and take care of it. But this, this person or this group was particularly, they just kept doing it. And you're like, okay, this is getting ridiculous <laughs> now. Uh, so we had to, you know, we reached out to you and we had to talk about a solution, but um, all good. Yeah. All but good. I'm just saying like, honestly, like if you hadn't been there doing what you do in the background without me, I mean, that would have been going on and I would have had no clue. And then I would have been freaking out because then I would have been hiring some service to fix it if they could fix it. So I'm just glad that I have my insurance in place. <laughs> yeah. It's usually um, easy to deal with it before it happens or as yeah. it's like, you know, take care of it before they get in, then deal with it after they've already gotten in and made a mess of things. Exactly. So um, I invited you here today because there's all these rumors going around about Google's core algorithm update that's coming. Right. And I think like most things, it really seems like it's one of those like ominous, scary changes. Like people start to freak out and I'm sure you're feeling the heat. Cause I'm sure everybody's like, Oh my God, I got to change my site speed. Like what can I do? Blah, blah, blah. So my question is what can you tell us about the update and really what does it mean for bloggers in particular? Okay, so this is uh, Google's new uh, Core Web Vitals. Um, it was supposed to come out this month. We are in May mm-hmm. right now when we're talking. It was supposed to come out this month, but they pushed it to sometime in June. Uh, I think uh, it's supposed to happen uh, mid-June. But it starts in mid-June and slow rolls out all the way through the end of August. Okay. So um, I don't really know what that means <laughs> when Google says, like, we're going to slow yeah. roll this. Slow roll. Um, but, you know, they, they did that with the mobile first index and they slow rolled that. But that took them two years okay. almost. Okay. So um, this one should be a little bit faster. So uh, let's break this apart a little bit. Um, site speed in general has been a ranking factor in Google on mobile since 2018. So this isn't like a site speed update. I think a lot of people are confused that this is like a basically site speed. Not really. Site speed has been a factor for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's been a desktop factor since 2010, which I don't okay. know if a lot of people knew. So um, what these are, it's just three main metrics. Uh, it's, it's, it's basically speed and um, stability of your site is what they call it. So uh, there are three main metrics. It's uh, FID, which is first input delay. It's a uh, largest contentful paint or LCP. These are right. weird words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, CLS or cumulative layout shift. Okay. Okay. So, so I saw these because I was using that page insights tool in page search insights, console yeah. and those things were coming up and I was like, this is like, they just slapped a bunch of words together, like paint and something else. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's Google. Um, Google doesn't, I mean, they, so they, they put these out in May of 2020, right in the m- middle of the pandemic. Um, but they were like, hey, we'll give you a year. But the problem was is that these metrics weren't really that defined. It was like, what is this even about? It didn't even didn't even start like getting good data from people until probably like October, November is when we started seeing like, okay, some of these things are easier to fix than others. But uh, most people don't have issues with FID. Um, first input delay. So what that is, is that if somebody uh, like clicks a menu or or if you're on mobile specifically, if you like click a mobile menu and it pops open, um, how fast it like pops open, basically how fast it interacts, uh, how fast you can interact. If you have a good host, you don't really have this problem. Like most people don't fail FID. So we, uh, if we see that, then usually you're on a really slow host. uh, And that's, you know, that's easily fixable. Um, 
the biggest issues are uh, LCP, largest contentful paint, and CLS. And I would say CLS is the hardest to fix. Mm -hmm. uh, LCP, not that difficult in regards to, uh, and basically what that means is it's how long it takes for the largest item in that view that mm -hmm. you're loading at the time to load. If that's an image, uh, how long it might take to do uh, a logo. Uh, sometimes it might even show just your font, how long it takes. Now, there's a lot of things that, that um, can cause that number to go up. And Google wants to see less than 2.5 seconds Okay. in that. So, or 2.5 and less. I think it's 2.5 and less or less than two. I can't remember if it's equal or, or not, but either way. That's the that's a metric. So typically, uh, where most people fail is that they have images loading above the fold on mobile specifically. Uh, so when they do like a blog post, and they put their featured image at the top, um, or their theme puts it at the top. So you might have like the title, uh, and then an image, or maybe even an image in the title. That image is always going to take a lot more time to load because images are just generally bigger. Okay. Right. Um, and mobile. Google's still pushing the tests at a slow, a slower, fast 3G speed. So in the United States, 80% of people are on um, 4G. At least four, yeah. yeah. 4G. And I think, I mean, some, I don't think a lot, but some people are already moving to 5G. So the testing is a little bit old, mm -hmm. uh, at least in the US, um, for the connection speed. But if you can get that, 3G connection speed fast, that means your 4G is going to be, I mean, obviously you're going to be much better there. Yeah. So quick question. So mm -hmm. I've been working on my site speed this week and I've been putting stuff into there. And I did notice that, um, you know, like I've got a new thing that you guys put in for me, which is amazing, but um, I made some changes inside, like where I wanted the like featured image. I told it that it could appear behind the title, but I think that is like one of the warnings that I'm getting is because like, it's like, it's almost like, um, ghosted, not ghosted, but you know what I'm talking about? Like it's whitewashed kind of behind. Yeah. So it's a background title. image. It's a background image, but that see that background image still has to load up. Right. Uh, so you can't anything, anything below the fold, uh, typically if you're using like a WP rocket or even, even, uh, you know, there's plugins like call the flying images, which is free. It'll lazy load the images below the fold. Uh, and what that basically means is that your uh, your phone or your computer, whatever, your browser doesn't have to try to download that image until you scroll near it. Gotcha. Uh, so that saves uh, bandwidth. Okay. Um, so uh, for the longest time, people would just put in these massive, huge images into their thing. And there was, you know, lazy loading wasn't really a thing. So you, your whole, your whole, your phone would have to try to download all right. this data. So it'd be like, um, dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So well, typically what I tell people is to test, uh, turn images off, not images, but turn images that are above the fold off. If you can, like okay. in your new theme, you can do that with a click right. of a button right. and you can test it. Um, and that'll will. give you, yeah. yeah. And that'll give you better data. Um, and that's, when you have a great theme like that, you can do that. Uh, right. when you, when you, when you have an older theme, you have to actually like, uh, code it out or, or hide it or something like, you know, right. something or like, like that. manually go through every post and change it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's a, it, it's kind of a, uh, for people that have put images in manually, what I typically tell them to do is go into their most popular posts and just put in some lead text to try to push that image down. I gotcha. Some on mobile. Cause really mobile's the king of it right now. Like right, it doesn't right. matter if you, where you get your, your traffic from Google is the mobile first index. Um, 
so they focus on that. Now, Core Web Vitals is going to have its own desktop scoring as well, okay. but I don't really know how important that's going to be, to be honest, because yeah. really, if you're a, if they're already doing mobile first indexing, that's like the winner. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, there's, there's several things you can do. Uh, Google fonts are terrible for, uh, for, for not only they'd be bad for LCP, but they could be, they're bad for, um, layout shift as well. So why would Google's own fonts be bad for its own? Google's own services are bad. Uh, AdSense is bad. Oh. Analytics causes it. Uh, <laughs> and they actually had a live a couple of days ago from one of their engineers. And he said, you know, we don't, um, uh, uh, like core web vitals and search console do not discern on what service you're using. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it's our services, uh, if it's slowing the site down, it's slowing the site down. So they're basically separate from, uh, from everything else. It, it's just funny. Like AdSense is probably one of the worst offenders for speed and <laughs> CLS, um, analytics also a problem. Um, but gotcha. you know, there are ways to speed up analytics. The problem is, is that then you can often get unreliable tracking. Right. Right. Um, so, so it's a give and take situation and yeah, just everything, gotta... everything is a give and take. So, uh, the, the one thing that I want to tell people, uh, that I always try to, to stress is that this is not a, like, I have to have the fastest site there is. If you want the fastest site there is, just put a blank page up that has some text on it. Call it a day. That's going to be a super fast site. You need to have a nice balance between what you want to do on your site for your readers, uh, for your own business to be able to monetize and stuff like that and have a balance between speed and functionality. Right. Don't just go crazy on trying to hit these metrics just because you need to hit the met. You want to hit the metrics. Right. Like I, uh, I, I've seen people go to the extremes, especially in the past couple of months, trying to hit these things. And they have basically wiped out everything on their site. I'm like, well, what's the point now? All you have are some ads, which, you know, I, some people, all, it's all they make money from are ads, but right. you need to have like a, a nice strategy of monetizing outside of ads. Right. Like ads should not be your only goal. You got to put your eggs in more than one basket, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty of having the blog-based business. And I think that every time you learn anything about SEO or anything like that, especially from people like you or Mike Pearson, like I feel like there's always this message of you've got to balance the need to, like the need for speed with also the user experience. So. Yeah. So, um, you know, there was a couple of questions uh, on uh, like a Google forum where people were like, you know, I use live chat because I'm doing e-commerce and I, I don't want to get rid of it, but it's really slowing the site down. And, um, you know, Google made some comment where I didn't really like, they're like, well, if it's slowing the site down, it's slowing the site down, it's ruining user experience. I was like, well, not really. Not really. Cause it's a, if a user, user yeah. if a user wants to have live chat and be able to get onto it, it's not really ruining user experience. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I definitely look for that now. Like if I'm on a website and uh, even if it's something I'm considering purchasing or whatever, like if it's like a um, a website tool or something like that yeah. and I see a chat feature, I'll often pop on the chat and ask a few questions, you know, about yeah. what I'm what so I'm you got you got you got to you got to like lay it all in there with your own business goals. Like um, yeah. uh, too many people have gone to the extreme in the past couple of months just to hit these numbers. I think it's unfounded. I think they're uh, I think. Google's even come out and finally said, Hey guys, this is, um, while it's important to think about user experience, this is, these core web vitals are, are basically a tiebreaker. These are a tiebreaker scenario. There are at least that we know of over 200 ranking factors in Google, right? Yeah. So this isn't, I don't believe that this is going to 
be pushing everybody up into rankings. This is not a penalty either. So this is right. only a tiebreaker ranking boost when all other things are equal mm-hmm. between you and somebody else. The one that has better core web vitals in Google's eyes would win the next position up. So gotcha. if you were a one, two and you had better core web vitals and everything else was relatively equal, you would push up to number one, but that is relatively rare. Right. Right. A lot of variables. Yeah. A lot of bottom things line is don't yeah. freak out. <laughs> yeah. That is the bottom line. I think the th- thing with this one is that Google actually like they don't often give information on a ranking factor. And this one they did, they're like, these are the things you need to work on, but they don't tell you how to really work on them. They just say, these are the things you need to work on. Just toss so it out. It's, okay. a, it's, it's better. <laughs> so if site speed is going to be important, what do you think are just practical things that most bloggers can do to help make sure their website is at least primed for the opportunity to potentially, you know, see some yeah. benefit? Uh, one of the biggest issues that we always see, and we still see it to this day, are just huge images that people are using. They're just using massive images. So you... Um, you got to think about how, uh, well, I mean, anything you don't, you don't really see it on desktop because people's desktop connections are faster, but I mean, if you've ever been on a website where you're trying to load the screen and everything is just slowly just (laughs) creeping in, I mean, those, those typically mean you have a very large images. So people take them off on their phone and they just throw them into WordPress or, uh, they take them off of, um, like a deposit photos type site and they just throw them in the WordPress they don't resize them. They don't compress them, nothing. So these things are, you know, two to three megabytes in size. And the goal for a page, entire page, everything loaded is two megabytes and less. Okay. That's the goal. So if you, if you load in one image, that's two megabytes. You've already, you've already, you're going to surpass that already. Um, so we, we see a lot of people having like uh, 15, 20 megabyte sized pages. It's not good. Okay. Gotcha. Um, uh, lazy loading does help that, but what you want to do is you want to resize these images down. Uh, typically I recommend, uh, 1200 pixels wide height is dependent on the image. It could be, you know, if it's a vertical or a portrait or, um, stuff like that, you know, it'll, it'll change, but I do 1200 pixels wide. And the reason I do that is more of one Google likes that for Google to discover. And two, I found that I can use a 1200 pixel wide on a number of themes. If I ever want to choose, uh, change a theme, I don't have to go and reload new images. Okay. And, um, so like, I usually do like a thousand by 667 because I feel like that's like what a normal photo size is. So you're just- That's pretty close. Thing. So I do a 1200 by 800. Okay. That's, uh, I mean, I think that actually rounds out to be about the same. Uh, once you increase the thousand to 1200, that'd be pretty close. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I use. Uh, and, and then, and that works well. And the, the biggest goal is not so much dimensional size, but file size. You want to mm-hmm. try to be, you want to try to be around hundred kilobytes, but really 150 or less is okay. okay. Uh, the smaller, the better. Okay. Um, you can get a, a, a plugin like short pixel. It does cost money for the credits, but you can use a plugin like that to compress all the images that you already have on your site. You can also use it to resize. So if you've done anything that, that is massive in size mm-hmm. that you've uploaded, you can have it resize them down yeah. and compress them at the same time. So it's a really good plugin. We use it all the time. Um, there are some other plugins that work. Um, Canva a lot uh, yep. because like I think with their pro when you go to export a photo, whatever format you're going to export it in, I usually do J, JPEG because that's usually smaller than a PNG, right? 
Yes, you do not want to do PNGs unless you have uh, you need a transparent background. Okay, right, right, right. Um, or transparent canvas. Uh, JPEG is going to be the best. Um, and then typically you can get a JPEG down to certain yeah. sizes. There's some other formats you might hear about. WebP is one. Uh, that's that's actually that web format has been around for a very long time, and it's really just getting into like integration. Like gotcha. uh, Apple's so far behind on it that if you're not on a certain level of uh, OS with them, you can't, you won't be able to see the images on huh. uh, Safari. So um, it's a WebP is a hit or miss. There's a new format coming out. Uh, I think it's AVIF, A V I F. Uh, it's much better, but there's almost like no support for it right now. So short yeah. pixel is the only one that actually will create those. Gotcha. I don't know if anything will show them yet. So, okay. um, but really if you get your JPEGs down, you, you do. Okay. Um, yeah. there are instances when uh, PNG does really well. Uh, if you do a lot of text overlays on your images, let's say for Pinterest, I don't know if people even do that too much anymore. Like a yeah, lot, a it's ton still, of text. still very popular to put text okay. over images. Yeah. So if you, uh, depending on the image, uh, J or PNG might look better, more crisp um, with with uh, uh, text on it. That's good to know. You can still use short pixel to um, compress it down. Um, it can still compress down a PNG pretty good. If you don't want to pay for short pixel, they also have a free online compressor uh, that you can play with. It's just right on their site, shortpixel.com. And it says like compress online or something like that. So there's usually those three parts, which is like get the size of the image, like 1200 by 800 ish, then try to keep the size of the file under 150 and then compress it with some sort of program? Yeah. Or? So if you can't, I mean, it, you just want the end result under 150. So if you are, let's say you resize it and you are at like 300, uh, the compression should get it below 150 okay. in theory. Gotcha. Um, so you, the end goal is a 150 or less. Okay. Um, I used to try to aim for 150. Now I try to aim for a hundred, not always possible depending on the, the image right. and what is actually in the image. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's really the goal. So that's okay. like the big one. Um, a couple other things is like, I know people love uh, embedding Instagram photos in their site. Stop doing this. <laughs> Those Instagram feeds are terrible for speed and literally almost no one sees them because they're in their footer. Like oh, how often, okay, maybe bloggers are a little bit different, but readers do not scroll down to the footer. They usually do, yeah. <laughs> Especially well, on mobile. That was really fascinating the other day is, um, so I had a ghost writer like two years ago creating content for me. And we were trying to find different ways to do images without having to like have tons of images. Cause I was writing like, you know, 1800 to 2000 word posts. Yeah. And like when I started putting these things, like when I kind of ran my reports in Google search console, which I know, or, you know, hit or miss as far as like being able to fix them or whatever. But I noticed on like some of these posts, I started going in and there were all these like broken giffies that she put in there, like gifts. No or whatever that we were kind of using as like placeholders, those were terrible. Like they were destroying my site speed on those posts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. Um, you know, you have to, you have to be real cognizant of what you're doing in your site. I think a lot of things, a lot of people make mistakes is that they try so many different services and they don't go back and clean up the stuff that they put in. Um, yes. uh, well, a I mean, of, I've got 600 articles, like to think yeah. about going back through and find all the freaking mad Mimi code and those things. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, like uh, my personal finance blog, which I haven't touched in almost four years is 900 posts. And, uh, you know, like 
in 2012 when I was started, we did a lot of stuff you did was like normal. Mm-hmm. You don't do that anymore. Right. Right. So it's kind of, you just have to be, you have to be cognizant. A lot of stuff that you need to pay attention to are tracking scripts that you might add from third party services that you just want to try out or, um, you know, some of these like uh, collective girl or whatever, or collective yeah, bias, like, like um, Clever girl. If you're working with sponsored content people and they ask you to put code on your website so that they can track your analytics so that they can bring like offers or be able to track what's happening with the content you write for them and that sort of thing. Yeah. So that, I mean, like, I don't see a lot of that stuff, all that stuff causes problems. Like really, if you think about it, you have to, it has to, the browser has to go off into their service, get the data and come back. So any third party call out Mm -hmm. uh, is a potential to slow things down because it's not something that you can control. Like you can't control how fast their server is. You can't control uh, how their caching is set up and all that kind of stuff. So you're kind of like, um, you just have to kind of reduce all that stuff, but like really images are the worst one. And then really, uh, I mean, we just did yours, but a theme, yeah. a quality theme is, is, is like, um, the foundation of your house. Like, uh, if you are building on a great foundation, you have a much better chance of having a nice house with the features that you want that don't have it all crumbling down. Right. Right. So, um, even, even a good theme on a slow host is better than a junk theme on a fast host. Yeah. So So you moved me over to cadence. I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. Like elf would say, um, I'm in love with the way that looks, but I also love just like the cadence blocks. Like I like to be able to use those, um, because it gives me such design flexibility without needing, um, like Elementor even anymore. Like I, mm-hmm. I mean, Elementor is fine, but I feel like it gives me a lot of flexibility to be paid, you know, to build those block-based pages without, you know, I feel like a lot of extra work. So I'm very happy with that. Um, so we said photos and that used to feel like that's kind of the biggest issue for most people. Um, so if you were going to pick one to two things that somebody could do to their site to help speed, what would you prioritize? Uh, the images. Okay. Uh, the images I would prioritize and then do a quality plugin audit. Uh, I, I mean, you and I have been doing this for a long time and I can't count the number of times we are like, Oh, cool. I'll try this out. Throw the plugin in, uh, start doing some, you know, stuff with it and then don't really use it anymore, but it's still on there. Right. Right. Um, I, a lot of times when we go into a site and we see, we see like the same thing multiple times, we see like four or five caching plugins or mm-hmm. two or three image optimization plugins, um, you know, three insert header plugins and you're like (laughs) all this stuff. And, you know, sometimes like, um, like cadence, uh, I think we have pro on yours. You can insert that code in the theme settings. You don't have to use an insert headers plugin. Okay, cool. So, uh, you just have to like go through and go, do I even use this anymore? Yes. I did that. I did that recently too, especially with like those third party ones that you were talking about. Like, I think mm-hmm. I had clever on there and I had a few other, I just like, I just got rid of them. Cause it's just like, now if you have, if you have clever girl, uh, collect is that what it is? Yeah. Collect, yeah. Or something like that. Their old code got hacked by somebody. Oh, no. Um, we've been cleaning them up as, as often as we find them. Like, okay. so what was happening, what we found out and it's, it's almost impossible for us to know which sites have clever girl on it. Like it's, right. you have to, you have to, have to go, go and look. Um, what was happening is that you wouldn't see it as an admin. Only people that were coming from Google on mobile would get a redirect to some spam site. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And it wasn't all the time. 
Right. It's like certain um, certain browsers, certain interfaces and stuff like that. So only a couple of times people were finding it. And I think Clever Girl finally came out and were like, hey, don't use this code anymore. Yeah. Really like that kind of stuff is a problem, right? Obviously yeah. you've now like these users don't want to be on your site because they're like, well, what the heck happened here? Right. But also that was just slowing your site down. It was right. just like, get rid of it. I feel like those are like the old school bloggers. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they, I mean, I, I don't so even know who used that services anymore, now. really, to be honest. Yeah. So many programs now. Well, yeah, there was blog loving, uh, which I think still exists, but like, yeah. you don't need a badge on your site. Like all this kind of right, stuff. Right, right, right. Those badges and things. You don't need these badges. Nobody cares about these badges. <laughs> I used to love the ones that were like, my site has been voted best ever. And by some like random website, yeah. that's like, if you'll put this on your website, we'll promote you to all of our social media channels. <laughs> Yeah, so what that was is that that was really big um, in 20, 2008, 9, 10. That was really big because it got that those services backlinks. Those yeah. are like free backlinks for those services. Now, backlinks are still very important for SEO, but not that way. <laughs> not we can do it better, way. people. We can yeah, do that, it better. That's not okay. So those don't help you. Um, none of those help you. Uh, so yeah, I would I would focus on those two, but then also really think about, um, really think about a theme. Um, there are, that one's a little bit tougher. It takes, it takes some work to change the theme, especially right. if you're like really ingrained into whatever you're using. But, or you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. So it, it, it does take, it does take work, but, uh, usually if you're, if you get to a good theme, um, it, it's easier on you. It, it, it makes life easier. You can do some really cool stuff. As you said, Cadence, uh, yeah. I mean, Game Changer. That, that, I, yes. I love that theme. I love it. um, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. And just so people know, it is free. They do have a pro add-on, which you don't technically need, but the free one has so many features that most people are, would be surprised on how fast that theme actually runs Yeah. with the amount of customization options that you can do. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we've got, you basically said, if you could pick the things, it would be number one, fix your images. So they're not ginormous. Number two, it would be to clean up your plugins, get rid of stuff you're not using all the things like don't have duplicates of a bunch of different, same thing, duplicate copies of the same yeah. process or function. Um, and then work on changing your theme. If you've got a sucky theme. Yes. Those okay. would be, those would be the ones I would go for. Uh, those typically, um, I mean, if you have a really bad host, that would probably be like the fourth option. Okay. Um, but, you know, like focus on the things that you can control first. Because mm -hmm. I, I try not to say let's change hosting uh, unless we really need to, because sometimes you just need to. But, um, you know, because most people would lose the money that they put in. Yeah. to hosting because they don't really give you refunds after like 30 right. days. Like if you pay like a year out. That's, yeah. I mean, I, you had me switch to big scoots a few years ago, but it made sense for me because I was making enough money for it to make sense for me to pay a monthly, you know, yeah. charge for it um, versus the yearly. And I mean, I still have my old, my, you know, one of my websites, which isn't a high traffic website. It's more of just like, like my community consulting site is just more of like a landing page yeah, yeah. for service-based business stuff. But, you know, when it comes to traffic and being able to do all that, I've been very happy with big scoots. So. Yeah, no, big scoots is a, is a great service. Um, I recommend them for higher traffic sites. Typically when you're, uh, I usually say like 80,000 
plus, but I mean, you could even do it. Uh, really, it depends if you're comfortable paying the money uh, for yeah. their, their good it's, plans. It's much faster than you would get from a shared host. Um, yeah. The support is amazing that they have, but really, I mean, if you're comfortable paying for it, then you can do it. If you're, it could be a shock to you if you're moving from a, something that you're paying like $3 and 95 cents per mm-hmm. month to something that's 30, 30. Well, that's all fun and dandy until you get around the year two or three and then your bill is like 500 bucks and you're like, Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Always renewal fees are always higher. Um, you yeah, know, people freak out a little promo and, and, yeah. and the thing is, is like almost every, ho- actually big scoots doesn't do that. Yeah. Uh, big scoots. And there's a couple that don't do that. They don't do promo pricing. So yeah. it is what it is. And I don't, I've been, I've been with them since 2013 mm-hmm. and they have not raised a price once on there. So yeah. it's not a, um, you don't get that shell shock, mm-hmm. but really, you know, shared hosting is kind of a race to the bottom <laughs> these days. Yeah. So it's, um, they have to get people in as much as they can because they got to make up the, the other side of the funnel that's, you know, losing right. people. Right. Exactly. All right. Um, so do you think there's any common myths about site speed or questions that you get often that you love to sort of get straight, like get straight, get people perspective on whatever it is. Give them a scared straight. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the big, the biggest one. Um, and this is the hardest one to break for most people is that the score that you see when you use Google's page speed insights tool, which is what most people use, uh, does not matter to anything. <laughs> no one. Google doesn't use that score for anything. So if you see, uh, you know, the overall score, some people just love to get that green, score yeah, like, it's like you know, yeah gotta get that green it does not matter <laughs> literally does not matter google has yeah. never used that they use that tool in order to give somebody a visual uh, visualization of how well you're doing on the most uh if everything is in a perfect condition gotcha right yeah. um now uh, you know people just strive and they think that their site's going to be better in the green well guess what if you're at 85 in a yellow Getting a 90, which can actually be a lot tougher because it's easy to get it up to a yellow typically. Mm-hmm. And yellow is from 50 to 89, but right. getting it to the green, you got to do some, you got to do a lot of work. Doesn't mean that your site is uh, slower because you're an 85 compared to somebody who's a 90. Gotcha. It's probably almost impossible to tell from a reader's standpoint that there's gotcha. a difference between the two. So, don't obsess over these scores, please. Okay. Please I'm just using it. it as a tool to help me understand, like, like when I plug it in, it gives me insight into those things that you mentioned at the beginning, which I can't repeat because I don't really, I don't remember how to say it, but something about painting anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it helps me kind of, it'll sort of point to. Yes, it does. It does do that. It's, it's a good, it's a good system, but um, so the thing about that you need to know about Google PageSpeed Insights is that there's really a couple of pieces of data in there. There's lab data, which you see uh, at the bottom before the um, uh, waterfall strip uh-huh. of your site loading. That lab data is what they just ran when they ran the test. And that is a simulated test on a 3G connection. I think it's a Moto, Moto G4 or something like that. Okay. It is not the same that you see in Google Search Console or the info that you see up above that might say field data or origin right. data. Okay. That data is from people, real people hitting your site in Chrome, only Chrome, and that are um, 
that have tracking enabled for the Chrome user experience report. Okay. Okay. So you might have really good lab data, but you're failing um, the items at the top, right? Okay. So that those are, and they introduced those before they did Core Web Vitals. So uh, there are four metrics up there. You really only need to pay attention to the three that I talked about, FID, um, LCP, and CLS. The first one, um, First Contentful Paint is not a metric that you need to deal with at this point in time. Okay. Typically, if you have a really good host, that one will be pretty good by itself. But people often get confused that they're passing these metrics in lab data, but they're, and they're like, I don't, you know, like I'm passing it. I got it. We see that all the time in Facebook groups. People are like, hey, I finally passed. And you go, sorry, that's lab data. <laughs> lab data only measures the, the first view. So especially okay. on mobile, it's whatever's in the phone viewport. Um, Chrome user experience is the entire page experience okay. from where, wherever they go all the way down scrolling. So that's okay. where the hard part is, especially for people like myself, is that you're trying to get people to pass these numbers in search console. And it's extremely difficult. Right. Because um, they're like, I paid you to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it, is, it, is, yes. it is extremely difficult. <laughs> it's not easy. You have to make a lot of sacrifices for it. Um, sacrifices that I don't really think are going to pay off for a lot of people, to be gotcha. honest. Um, yeah. That's just me being around since 2004 doing this kind of stuff. I don't know if all that kind of work is going to pay off. I've seen people spend 40, 50 hours trying to pass these metrics. I've seen people spend thousands and thousands of dollars trying to pass these metrics. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see people charging up to $20,000 to get people to pass these oh metrics, which I don't think would be a great ROI for you. Yeah, that's not a high return on your time. Um, your so money. so yeah. it is, uh, you know, I think, you know, the common misconception is that people are obsessing that this is going to be some huge ranking factor. It's not going to be. Uh, okay. Site speed wasn't a huge ranking factor either. It's great for user experience. You want to have right. site speed for user experience. It helps you with conversions. Yeah, You can get better ad income because people exactly. can see more ads. And I think that's my biggest motivation is I'm just like, the faster the site, the more ad income I'm going to get and the less people are yeah. bouncing away. Yes. Well, not necessarily, right? Bouncing is different, right? So I think another common misconception is mm -hmm. a high bounce is bad. Not really. Because a bounce just means that they didn't go to another page. Right. They could have been on your site for 15 minutes and got right. all the info they needed, or they went to an affiliate link, which would be, yeah, hey, yeah right. that's the kind of bounce that you want. Well, I'll rephrase that then. I don't want people to leave my site because it's not loading With, fast enough. Without getting the information that <laughs> right, they look for. Right, yes, right, right. I, get, yeah. I get that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> bounce is a little bit hard because somebody that leaves in five seconds would be counted as a bounce. Somebody that leaves in 10 minutes would be counted right. as a bounce because well, they didn't go. I always tell people like those bounce rates, like especially in a the world of Pinterest, like where people are just like clicking on an image, going to your site, skimming and then leaving. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Yeah. Pinterest is the worst for uh, you can, I mean, you, I think you can break that down in Google Analytics. You see the bounce rates for those are always higher than any, anything else. Typically Google search, you'll have a lower bounce um, or even a higher time on page. Pinterest is like, I'm in and out, I'm done. Yeah. I've moved on. Um, so you just have to be cognizant of that. But yeah, really... Um, don't go overboard trying to, trying to hit these numbers, uh, especially the new core web vitals. I, I feel like if you, if you make really good attempts on cleaning up your site, making it fast, that's the name of the game. Okay. Uh, don't start stripping stuff out just because you're like, Oh, Google says I need to strip this out. Like, no, 
go into go into Google for keywords that you're trying to get and uh, put it in, go into incognito so you're not logged into, into Google or Chrome right. and go into incognito, put in your keyword search term and test like the first five results, see what their speed is. Yeah. A lot of times people are surprised that there's a lot of times it's not that great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So on that note, you do have a new side speed course and can you just kind of go over like what kind of topics that you cover in the class? Like kind of what will people, if they go through that process, like what will they accomplish and be able to tackle through the information that you're providing in that? So uh, I built that course, um, one, because I knew that it was impossible for our team to, to speed up everybody's site that wanted to be sped up, but also a lot of people uh, like to do their own DIY. Um, so we, we, I put in there the kind of me methods that we go through when we're working on a site. Uh, it goes very in-depth, but I try to explain it where people can really understand it. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot. Of, there's a lot of video in there showing you how to use uh, Google Chrome, to see how things are loading, uh, the different testing tools. Um, I got another video that I'm actually adding uh, tomorrow um, on how to use certain plugins to see how what, what is loading on each page and stuff like that. So it goes over um, analyzing your site as a whole, and then it gets into the nitty gritty of how to um, get rid of certain plugins, how to test if, if a plugin is actually being used on your site, um, testing, changing, testing, changing, testing, changing, because that's what this game is. Yeah, it's, yeah. you don't typically make one change and it's done. You typically have to test a, a lot. Um, ju just so you know, also when you're testing in Google PageSpeed Insights, the number will change almost every time that you test. Yes, I noticed that, that last night. That is normal. <laughs> that is normal. Um, and actually we are finding right now, it's a little bit abnormal because it will cache the results that you were using a lot of times I actually have to go to another computer and yes. test and to see the real results. Yeah. Um, so just be cognizant that, uh, because you made a change and you tested and you don't see it, maybe wait or try a different browser. Or if you have another computer, try that. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause Google's, um, they're probably, that tool is probably being used so much that they have, they're going through so much data. That they, they probably had to start caching it. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. So our site speed course goes through almost, almost everything. Okay. I mean, I think there are 40, 40 modules in there, 40 lessons mm -hmm. in there. It's self-paced. So you can take your time. Uh, you get access to our free Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, but it's free uh, where you can ask questions about certain things. Uh, I think the feedback that we got from most people is that it was just enlightening to see what they actually had put on their site. Cause uh, a lot of people just kind of set it and forget it and then just add things over time. And they're not thinking about the repercussions of those uh, additions. Yeah. Um, because site speed really, even though site speed was always like a factor, site speed really wasn't thought about when mm -hmm. you were building a site, uh, putting, it was always just like, well, I need this, I need this feature. I'm gonna add a plugin. I need this feature. Right. I'm gonna add a plugin. I'm I don't know how to code plugin. this. I'll add a plugin. They told me to, they told me to, to add this tracking in order to do X, Y, Z. I need to do that. So, right. um, I think one of the big things is don't be scared to use plugins. That is what WordPress is for. Right. It does not matter the number of plugins that you have on your site. It matters what they do. So don't, when, if somebody tells you like, Hey, you need to keep it 20, 20 or less, uh, shrug them off. They obviously <laughs> have their, whatever BS that they're playing is, is not, yeah. you don't need that. Like 
use the plugins that you need in order to, to use the site how you want it, but also just be cognizant of the plugins that you're using. Like one plugin can cause a massive problem with speed while another can cause no issue. Right. Um, like Thrive Leads is a big speed issue plugin. Like a lot of people love it. I think in the last month mm-hmm. they had like four security breaches Man. that they had to like Man. security issues on their plugins that they had to fix. So yeah. something just like that, adding one plugin can slow things down considerably. So right. um, we kind of go through all that and, and, and just show people what is going on with their site and, and really how to fix it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Grayson. This was very enlightening. I enjoyed the conversation. I hope that everybody just takes like a deep breath when they get through this podcast, just to say like, you guys, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yep, just breathe. I just tell just people just breathe. breathe. Yeah. I won't sing it, but yeah, just, I made the mistake yeah. of doing that just now. <laughs> this is not well, karaoke, wants, Grayson. Nope, nobody, nobody wants to hear that. So I, I just tell people, just, just breathe, uh, be calm. Uh, Google's changing these things all the time too. So they're, I mean, in two weeks, they're changing how CLS is calculated, which should make it easier for sites to pass. So all these people who are doing a crazy amount of work might've been unfounded because it yeah. might be easier for them yeah. to pass now. So, yeah. So key, what key takeaways are, you know, if you're going to work on something because you want to improve your site speed, take a look at the plugins that you may not be using that might be on your site. Um, you know, just make sure there are things that you actually need and use and benefit you. Uh, make sure that, you know, if you're thinking about changing, you know, changing your theme, you know, that might be a way to go if you can find a faster theme. Like, what are the current sort of fastest themes? Because we didn't mention any in particular, but. I only like a couple. Okay. Cadence, cadence is one. Uh, Generate Press is another. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Feast Design Themes on Genesis or okay. another, uh, coupled with their Feast plugin. If you buy their Feast plugin, you get their, um, you get access to all five of their themes. And I believe in the next month in June, uh, Genesis framework is going to be free for everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're no longer charging for their framework. Cool. Um, because you can't really use Genesis framework. It's a considered a parent theme. You have to buy uh-huh. some type of yeah, child, you had a child theme, theme so, anyway. Uh, before it was $60 one time fee. Uh, now it's free. Cool. So that reduces the, the cost. But those are really the only ones. I mean, there are other themes out there, but uh, gosh, you know, like I used to. If you're going to move, these are good ideas. These are a good ideas. We used to really, we used to like Astra. Uh, they have a free one, but they just started copying other people and it was annoying. Uh, their support has really gone down. So uh, we kind of just threw them off. Cadence is so much better anyway. And mm-hmm. um, if you want pure speed with, uh, if you want pure speed, Generate Press is going to be the one you want. Okay. Uh, it doesn't give you as many design options without doing, you need, probably might need, you might need a developer, but um, uh, they have some plugins that work really well. But I would say Cadence, if you're okay. going to cool. go change from something and take the time to do it. Well, Grayson, thank you, sir. You I'll let you welcome. get back to your very busy life <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> yeah, it's what we do. And I'll see you in August. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I will be there. So if today's episode got you thinking about site speed on your own website, I would encourage you guys to consider taking Grayson's Understanding Site Speed on WordPress course. So I've got all the information in the show description along with a coupon code. So check it out down there. Um, and I'm in it. I've started taking it. I've been working through it. It's pretty straightforward. 
It also gives you a lot of like basics so that it's not completely over your head and you have a better understanding of kind of what you're getting into. Um, but I think it's one of those things where if our blogs are our money making business, then we should be concerned about how fast they are and how they are operating so that we can get more um, traffic, get more customers, whatever we're looking for through this process. So check out that information and hope you guys have a great day.